Dale Coinga is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he is with us in the studio. Dale, it's so good to see you. Thanks for being here. It's good to be here. I want to talk to you about a couple different things. Let's start with the MPS referendum. People in town are really talking about the referendum. Kind of walk us through what this would do and what we're looking at. Well, they should be talking about it because most people in Milwaukee don't know what's going on. It's going to have a huge impact on them. And even if you're not a homeowner, if you're a renter, news for you, this passes through to your rent. Those uh, landlords are not going to say, oh, we'll, we'll swallow this whole thing. So it has a big impact. Um, the, the increase you're looking at right now, your levy for the Milwaukee Public Schools is $7.94 per $1,000 of your yep. value. That would go up to over $18. So it is a huge, huge increase. The referendums is for over a quarter billion dollars. And so you're looking at a house, if your house is assessed at $200,000, you're looking at about $440 in additional uh, taxes yearly for that. So uh, the question is, what are you going to get for that? Um, you know, are you going to get better schools for that? The last referendum that passed, there was not an increase in the Milwaukee Public Schools test scores. And so those are the questions we have right now. Uh, we haven't taken a position on it yet, but you know, for a quarter billion dollar additional investment, are we going to see additional test scores increase? There's been a substantial decrease in the number of students per school building, not not the ratio of students-teacher ratio. We're talking about the school buildings. It seems like they're spreading kids out over buildings. So a lot of questions, and we're very concerned about where this leaves Milwaukee and property taxes because it would put us towards the very top of the nation, especially in the Midwest, as far as our property taxes. And so it's uh, people have got to get smart on it. It's a big deal. You raised some very interesting questions. We have buildings that are underutilized. Why don't they sell some of that real estate? Some people are asking um, should there be specific things tied to the money? I mean, are we going to see improvements in the classroom, and how do we mandate whether that happens? The mayor and county executive have both come out in support of the referendum. Will MMAC make a recommendation one way or the other, or will you maybe just kind of sit back? Yeah, so last time MMAC didn't take a position in the last referendum, that was for a fraction of this amount. We will have a position that we take. And that position will either be for informational purposes only, which is where we're at. As of I sit here, I'm providing information. Some of the information is, uh, you know, a lot of questions out there. Yeah, um, We probably won't be for it um, based on the feedback we got so far from our, our members. And uh, there's a possibility we may be against it. So we're going to listen to Dr. Polsley through the superintendent of Milwaukee Public Schools. We're going to ask these questions. Uh, we're doing a lot, a lot of study on the issue. And we're going to do what's best for business, but also businesses depend on workers and if we can't have affordable housing in milwaukee we're not gonna have the workers we have in milwaukee and so really trying to reconcile this the mayor i love the mayor's big hairy audacious goal which is we want a million people in the city we're at six hundred thousand right now we keep decreasing decreasing uh, i don't think this points us in the right direction to reach that goal and so um you know if the response from uh, the conversations we have say that this is going to change the trajectory of educational outcomes that would help but we need to be convinced of that. So we're going to do more research on it, and I, I sense by the first week in March we'll have a public position on this issue. I wanted to ask you about something else very interesting that I know you're interested in, AI starting threat and white-collar jobs. This is a fascinating look at where we could go with AI. What are we talking about here? Well, I mean, every technology that comes out, you look at this past 200 years, there's always like, this technology comes out, It's going to. what are people going to do? <laughs> where are they going to work? And that's just not the way technology works. Is technology actually, and there's you know there, there's pockets, but generally speaking for an economy, technology is good. It frees people up for more mundane tasks and gives them more professional tasks. And so I think we're in a region with the diversity of the economy. We have Milwaukee with financial services and manufacturing and healthcare. 
artificial intelligence really could help free up some of these more mundane tasks. And we need that because right now, between now and 2040, our workforce is only projected to increase by 1%. That's not annually, that's 1% divided by 15 years. So we need technology to be more productive. And we've done that in a lot of different sectors, especially manufacturing here. So I think the you know if you're fearful about your job with AI, you're going to be okay. I think AI will generally lead to more productivity and more efficiencies and a stronger economy. Has the governor or the legislature taken any measures to kind of address what could happen in this area? Yeah, so they're diving into it, and they have formed a committee, and there's a, there's some real talent on that committee. And so there's definitely ethical questions that are raised. There's legal questions that need to be raised. I mean, we're in a whole new uncharted territories, um, and so I think the state government's doing a good job of researching that. There's a particular state representative, Shannon Zimmerman, who started a software company in language. He's from the Hudson area. He's been an absolute leader on IT issues like that. I know he's involved with it. So what's great about the legislature is you have citizen legislators who are in this world, in the private sector. It's unlike Washington where they're full-time politicians. And so especially at the state level, I feel like we have the talent looking at this and making the right decisions on what our policy should look like. MMAC's Dale Coinga is with us in the studio. I liked when I saw this story. It's about the Franklin headquarters for CarMax. So they're expanding. It's going to be really cool. They've committed to state of Franklin. How important is it when a big national company with a reputation like Carmex says, yeah, we're here to stay in southeast Wisconsin? Well, it's, it's, it's great. And it's a company that we're really proud of. I was just in Arizona, and I was in Arizona with some chap lips. You know, you go run out there from the <laughs> desert and chap lips. And I walked into uh, the University of Arizona uh, gift shop, and there's Carmex. And I and there's no other brand here. That's, that's go local, let's yeah. support them, and it's, it's the best. So it's really good. I mean, just think about – just kind of like to tie that together is one of the reasons that they are expanding here is the manufacturing activities credit. So it'd be very, you know, we generally have high taxes in Wisconsin, um, but for manufacturers and agriculture, that's not the case. We make it very clear in state policy in Wisconsin that if you make it or you grow it here in Wisconsin, it's a tax-free activity. And so seeing a company like that, that just think about the square footage and the little, little tiny Carmex things of how much business they pump out. So it talks about the quality of their product. It talks about their dedication to our community. And it's a really cool place. I was there four months ago, and they have the, I think they have the world's largest organ in their really? plants. I don't know what they're doing with wow. that, with the new plans. And they have a bunch of other neat collector stuff in there. So like many of these companies in Wisconsin, it, it, you go on those tours, and you're like, I did not expect to run into one of the biggest organs in the world here, but here I am. That's so fun. So very That's excited crazy. for them and their team and what they're doing. And uh uh, a very proud MMAC member will be rooting for their future success. So all week long, we've been doing stories on Valentine's Day, how gift giving is up. Um, people aren't happy with their partners. 60% of them said that their partners <laughs> would get an F for how they celebrate Valentine's Day, which is a stunning number. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Oh, my gosh. Well, Jennifer, I've been married now for we're approaching 17, 18 years. Oh, I congratulations. Uh, we're, we're both kind of like in the same thing on that. We don't keep the day. But uh, so what are we doing? We're driving four kids in four different directions yes. for volleyball and basketball practice. And then sometime around nine o'clock, we will give each other a high five and say another day of logistics is we done. We made it. And we'll probably, you know, do a rain check and get out to one of the Bartolotta restaurants. And then eventually I'll get to the Kessler's and buy her some jewelry or something. And maybe, I don't know. And life what. will be good. Life will be good. But as of today, we are just trying to survive as a family of six uh, with volleyball and basketball going on and grades and everything else. So 
No, no big uh, romantic Nicholas Spark moment in the Coinga household. But you're on the same page, so that's all that matters. But we are on the same page. Yeah. And uh, not to sound too uh, grandfatherly here, but as the years go on, that's kind of the way the love works. Is it the yep. everyday thing? It's not the uh, Hollywood uh, Valentine's Day marketing. It's kind of fireworks more, uh, going off when the calendar flips to February no, 14th. It's just we survived another day, and our <laughs> kids are healthy and in the house and accounted you're right. for. You're yeah. right. Hey, quickly, good news of the week. What do you got? Oh, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm always tied to vet issues, being a vet yep. myself. And you know, Milwaukee has uh, affordable housing issues we're always looking at. We love our vets. And I think there's a real opportunity for, we talk about demographics, to get more vets in our community. So there's actually a tiny vet home project going on here that uh, is gaining a lot of momentum and getting a lot of media stories. Um, and so really excited to see the city of Milwaukee supporting that. A lot of businesses are coming alongside them. We at MMVC are coming alongside them and having conversations of what we can do to help. My administrative assistant, uh, who we just hired from Mission, Wisconsin, which is a place that, that um, places veterans into our jobs, uh, she's like grabbed onto this, like this is her baby. Oh, so that's awesome. uh, Angel Ramirez is, is all about this. And it's kind of fun to see the veteran community and business community in the city step up and say, yeah, why not? Let's make this happen. That's fantastic. That is good news, right? It's very good news. That's great news. Dale Coinga is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Always good to see you, Dale. Thank you so much. Looking forward to this regular uh, interaction. Us too. It's going to be good stuff. Sounds good.